0: another session here at the kickpod dojo i am your host slash sensei tj williams giving you the insider of my martial arts journey as well as highlighting and analyzing discussing certain martial arts based subjects as well as highlighting certain martial artists that made an impact in the world today in the past and the present okay so before i get on to my episode of course um it's still black history month so definitely I want definitely take this month uh honor black martial artists have, that made an impact in the world in either in movies or anything else <clears throat> all right so before I get on my episode a couple things that, that that happened this past week one uh super Bowl 55 uh, of course now we we have um a current super Bowl champions the Tampa bay Buccaneers. Uh, of course, they defeated Kansas City Chiefs thirty-one to nine. Well, honestly, um, I gotta say, I knew what all what always gonna ha already is gonna happen because, of course, Tampa Bay was ahead. Of course, you got Tom Brady in, in the game as well as Gron- Gronkowski, and of course, no, those two together are just like, like gonna say, uh, indestructible in, indestructible team. Yeah, indestructible force. Of course, you know I only watched the first half. I mean, the first half and the halftime show, which people are just clowning because you got um, Weekend on it. It's like I guess people were expecting Bruno Mars, but instead they got the Weekend. You know, they've been cracking jokes all (laughs) all week. Nevertheless, um, I could say it was a good game. I mean, Kansas City was. Trying to play their hearts out out there, but yeah, I know there's some frustration in in Kansas City. You no, know, you no know, one player got um the penalty for um unsportsmanlike conduct. I mean, I don't know what he did, but you know, let's say it. Like I said, there was heat going on in that um in that game because you know, you know, you this this is Super Bowl. You know what you what can you expect? I mean, you had to win win at all costs. But you know, nevertheless, um, you know, the Kansas City can't be can't be um down about it. They they got the AFC championships. I mean the division championships. I mean they can't feel bad about that. I mean but you know there's always next year, you know, always next year to really focus on the weakness. I guess their guess their focus would be on how to take out Tom Brady for the game, but yet here you go, Tom Brady, another Super Bowl champion, shipping from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bear Buccaneers. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Also another thing uh happening this week or happening this month, uh this is definitely exciting. For those who are video game fans or Street Fighter fans, uh Street Fighter two celebrates thirty years Thirty years, thirty years after being released in February nineteen ninety one, I mean, yeah, here I am. Um, I um, decided to create a cosplay of um, me of Ryu. I mean, I pretty much do a good Ryu cosplay. I mean, the fact is, that, you know, a lot of people don't think Ryu is black, but definitely for me, <clears throat> I mean, I make it look good. You no, know, for one being a Street Fighter fan, and two, having martial arts experience, and definitely, that, it's very good, <clears throat> right, so definitely Street Fighter, I mean, I can imagine how many times I've played that game, I can recall being at the Boys and Girls Club, they always had that Street Fighter game, and you know, I couldn't even beat, beat the game, because you know, I kept getting beat by Ryu and Ken, because they had that, that fireball, the Hadouken, and the shoryuken and, and the hurricane kick. I mean, but nevertheless, you know, it was just it was just an amazing year. It was an amazing time living in the 90s. I mean, as a kid, you know, probably around this time I was like, well, I was in, I was probably 5 years old when this game came out. I was just I turned 5 back in November 1990. So, it's so it's always it's wonderful. It's wonderful actually to actually play games like this. Alright, so maybe I'll talk about Street Fighter another time, but no, but this is Black History Month where you gotta honor the black black um black um people or should say I like I hesitate to say African American but you know it's black history. Alright so next on our list on black history is Michael jai White. Yeah, everybody knows Michael J. White. You know you're familiar with him with being Spawn, or in mo- other movies like he was in Tyler Perry movies, and uh, mostly he's very known to be in like <clears throat> like action movies. All right, so that's that's my look at him. All right, so but who is Michael J. Michael J. White? Who was he before he was the, the Michael J. White? All right, so we go back to take it way back to history or back to his early life. So he was born in Brooklyn, New York in November 10th, 1967. And I mean, he was born in Brooklyn, New York, and then he decided to move on to Bridgeport, Connecticut during his teen years. So he pretty much, he pretty much grew up like, through his childhood was pretty much grew up in Brooklyn, New York So, he definitely he knows how things are Around, well, I guess if he Was there from When he was born to 12 So he pretty much got the early life Of um, Brooklyn, how things are Back in Brooklyn You know, things were <clears throat> probably the most Decent in Brooklyn You know, really Definitely, that's like one of the boroughs Of New York and you know you got the <clears throat> certain people that are into drugs, gangs, violence, and anything else you know probably. But yet he decided with his family he decided to move to the, the Bridgeport, Connecticut, and that's where he attended and graduated Central High School in 1985, and then went on to graduate, so, graduate Southern um from Southern um Connecticut. Connecticut State University In New New Hampton Connecticut And I'm guessing that's where he got his Teaching degree Alright so Yeah he got his teaching degree And um, I guess that's where he went on to um, Teach uh, special ed I guess um, For three years And he taught kids um, With behavioral problems You know same thing I deal with You know when I'm doing instructing I teach these kids that are either have uh, a mental disability or they have behavioral problems. You know, I deal with those type of kids, you know. The thing, the best thing that we can do with those kids, I mean, one thing is patience. I mean, how much patience do we have to have to make sure these kids that have behavioral problems or even mental problems to have a future? I mean, I guess for Mike, Michael J. White, Michael J. White, teaching special ed, I mean, I guess for him it's a challenge, but for, but yet yeah, for him, it's it's a blessing that well, it's a blessing for those kids that he taught to have somebody to push him, and I guess the people that he taught and that that, that see him successful are definitely saying that um, this is the guy that cared about me and he's successful. So that's the thing that teachers that he tried to do, is show people be successful. Now aside of teaching, he um, decided to study acting at um, HB Studios as well as Yale University and Brown University. All right, so that's definitely his educational background. So he sev- definitely decided to do a little acting. And then definitely that would lead him to go into movies. But uh, we'll get on to that later. All right. so the one thing he's talking about when he was citing um, working with Special Ed, he said, despite his personal love for music on so many levels, in good conscience, he cannot have a positive opinion on hip-hop or excuse some of its perversive pervasive and destructive elements mainly because maybe because in his experience with youngsters who had difficult seeing the difference between it it and the real life All Right, so definitely that's one thing yeah you know I'm, I'm gonna say i love hip-hop i like to i like to listen to hip-hop but you know really some of the elements you know you got Well, you know, if you take um, elements from years ago to now, it's like years ago you were talking about so many problems. Well, you know, you got hip hop. We're talking about problems in the world today. You know, mostly NWA who had like uh, problems with with, um, law enforcement. And, of course, they made a song on that. And, of course, they were definitely got the to say they got the gun pointed at them because of they, because what they, what they're saying. But you know, it's just getting the message out there that, for one, police brutality is not okay, or police harassment is not okay. So it's well, nevertheless, it's not okay whatsoever. But you know, but you know that's what Michael J. White, Michael J. White was talking about, about how rap has, um, or hip-hop has its destructive elements but you know really you know either you sing positive things about in rap or you say negative things so you know you get the wrong message out there so it's always best when you got people like michael J. white bringing out positive message you know that's what i always do with my students always bring the positive message about why they train all right so if you want to train if you want to get better at what you do you gotta train and nothing else all right so and speak and aside of his educational background of course people are just wondering how he got his martial arts uh prowess of course you got you got him trained well let's look let's go back let's go back way back when he was young of course at the age of seven, he started his martial arts journey, ch- training in jujitsu. <clears throat> All right, so definitely jujitsu has a lot of throwing, throwing, and like maneuvering. So <clears throat> that's at least his. Well, if you watch some of his movies, you'll see some of his, his jujitsu moves that you know <clears throat> he does a lot of throwing, takedown, and definitely, and it li- would lead on him to train to up the different styles of martial arts. <laughs> uh, Shotokan, Taekwondo, tanks, tanksudo, Wu Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and Kukuchi K- i can't even say it. Uh, well, I guess it's uh, Okinawan style, so definitely. So you got Yukukushin, yeah, Yukushin, yeah, that's what Kukushin. Yeah, that's how. That's how I, I would say it, but you nevertheless, but. He would train up to seven different styles. You know that's the thing about being a dedicated martial artist. You're not just focused on one style. <clears throat> you are you're trying to build yourself as a martial artist by taking any martial arts style that that you can possibly can. But and I know um, he has a YouTube um, channel where he um dis- talk, he discusses a simple technique or he talks about why. Certain martial arts styles are not used for combat. Alright, so. One of, probably the one thing that I know that one. That he does Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. That's not good for combat. But good for competition. Uh, But definitely. I would say you wouldn't use Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in a real fight. I mean for one. If you're fighting one person. You get them down. You try to choke them out. You know that one person can have a backup. Or. You know, you got that one person that walks down the street, see you choking them. They may think you're the the aggressor, and they might like come in and um, join or come in and try to stop it. But see, that's why we're going we're going way back when when um uh, what Ian Apernath says about lingualities, You know, you know, you say it's a street fight. There's no rules in street fight, but there is rules. You know. For one, we have laws that prevent us from doing fights you know when doing fights you know you're in the at the verge of killing somebody so that's why when you're out there getting beat up or getting confronted if you're in a confrontation you know you're domain you have certain options walk away or Try to defend yourself, but <clears throat> <clears throat> but how you defend yourself is is basically at your discreet. So if you choose to beat the person up and you, you you get on top of something, get on top of somebody and just punch their date, punch punch them out, yeah, keep punching them, their face in the ground, then that means that that will be not okay. You be the aggressor, Hey So. That's just his side. And I think he got a couple black belts from the style. Alright, so basically he's probably one person we probably one person that I want like a a cry lesson from. It's really just really sitting down or at least actually being humble. Like being a white belt and just him showing them his techniques. Alright, so definitely that's another thing. All right, so he does all these accomplishments. He has an education. He has a martial arts background. And all that leads to his first acting role. So definitely he does, like, did small roles back in, like, I think the 80s. I I was trying to think if he was in a movie. You know, let me check. You know, he was, like, in all these movies. And, you know, definitely... You see, he was oh, he was in like the in the Toxic Adventure Part Two, which I haven't seen. That I guess he was an executive, and of course, uh yeah, he was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of U, Secret of the Ooze as a audience, audience man, uncredited. I mean, I got to spot him. Yeah, he was in Universal Soldier as a soldier, and of course. This would, and he was um, in a movie called uh, "Deadly Ground" as a stunt, but it would lead on to um, lead on to his first first role as he played um, he um this um he portrayed uh, Mike Tyson in the movie Tyson. Right, so definitely that was his first major role. Now I was just uh, wondering. It, it, i don't know if it was actually a talk about if it was a <clears throat> if it's going to be a match between tyson and white <clears throat> but you know everybody knows mike tyson yeah speaking of mike tyson yeah he, he has recent um fight i think a, a while back i guess um that's i guess um i guess there was um I guess there was like no contest or some it's a split decision, but you know, nevertheless, um, people thought that uh, Mike Tyson should have won that fight. But you know, you know, you got Mike Tyson in his fifties, but you know he's in cr- incredible shape, still dangerous. You know anybody that think that it's okay to cross Mike Tyson now, they must be crazy. But you know, really, as he was dangerous back in his twenties and becoming, like, the world champion at a young age, and to now, you know, I am not I am crossing, there's no way I am not crossing Mike Tyson, you know, I would like to, Spike White, I would like to get a lesson from Mike Tyson, you know, just to perfect on my striking, my punching, you know, because really, when it comes to his punching, you know, anybody that thinks it's, they're going to cross Mike Tyson, and they're crazy, but yeah, I would like to have that lesson with Mike Tyson one of these days, just to really perfect on punching. All right. So, well, other than other than the Mike Tyson role, he would be the first African American to portray a major, a major comic book superhero in a 1997, and that movie was Spawn. Yeah, or Spawn. A story about a movie about um, uh, a dead soldier that's Bending on revenge on his murder And becoming a leader of Hell's Army Alright, just to analyze that movie uh, Well, for one, originally this was the same year was He was supposed to be picked at, um, to play Jax in that movie But, um, of course, um, instead, he got, um, picked for Spawn instead. But yet, um, years later, he ends up getting picked for Mortal Kombat Legacy as Jax. Alright, so, that's definitely something, definitely good. I think he's supposed to play Jax in a new Mortal Kombat. I'm not sure, I'm not positive, but, uh. I'm not sure. I think it's somebody else that plays Jax, but um, yeah, he definitely would make a good Jax. And also, speaking of how he was acting in um, in Spawn, I would say he probably looked good as Scorpion. But nevertheless, um, Scorpion is Japanese, so that he that probably wouldn't fit for them. But nevertheless, it was just um. Well, let's look at it this way. Michael J. W- Michael J. White saved himself from the embarrassment to do my Mortal Kombat Annihilation because, you know, I didn't have much love for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. You know, I, s- I loved how they put all the characters in in the movie. Like, put all the characters from the game into the movie. But nevertheless, you know, I wasn't into the movie. You know, but <clears throat> majority of the time, Liu Kang was getting his butt kicked. You know, some of the storyline didn't make any sense. So really, he pretty much saved himself the embarrassment of being in that movie. So he definitely was—I could say—he definitely was um, made a good choice of doing Spawn. Oh, you know, really? Uh, so yeah. Okay, so other than Spawn being a good movie. No, I like the like the action in the movies. Yeah, use the gun, uses martial arts technique. Technique, and of course, yeah, being spawn. He, yeah, I like how he um almost had that scorpion like um yeah the chains coming out of his chest, or he uh, has some like spikes coming out of his um hands and stuff, and he usually chops the the violator's head off. That yeah, that was awesome. Alright, so another movie that um, really sparks my interest is a movie called Blood and Bones, where he plays a former inmates going into an underground um, fights. I mean, a couple scenes that really um, <clears throat> spark my interest. Well, definitely the jail scene, where he's in there with um, the late Kempo Slice. <clears throat> and I guess um, Kem- Kempo had like a shank in his hand and of course you got uh, michael j white like washing his um I think it was washing his um his um his um his jail um or his um jail uniform and um i guess um he had a um Kempo slice had like a group of um guys ready to attack him so yeah he, Spice had, Slice had that, um, shank in his hand, and he was about to, he was, and he, of course, he turns around, Michael J Jai White was turning around, and he, just, he just, like, gave him a count of fives, like, and then, I think when he got to four, Slice attacked, and then, of course, um, Michael just, um, really reversed that and just sta- stabbed him with the shank, and, of course, he goes on and beats the rest of the inmates, oh, man, really, and the, most of the moves and that you see in the that he that he's that you see in this um in the scenes definitely incorporate he incorporates his martial arts training. You know he does takedowns. He does. It his one his one signature signature move would be the sidekick. Yeah, I know he was doing a video discussing that side kick. You know, one thing that really kills me sidekick is pretty much the hardest technique. To really execute for most people, because really the concept of that is like you're doing a straight kick. You think of a, a straight arrow, right? So if your knee is not tucked into your, not tucked in, if you're not tucked in your knee, like almost like you're doing a knee tuck right to your ab and you, you're not. Well, let's look at this way: if your knee is not tucked in, you're not going to throw a straight side kick. Mostly people that like to do let's do they like to point their knee to the target and it turns into a round kick Right so really no that really that's like my pet peeve it's like really you know but really you well know, really, we know I'm doing fitness classes and' my like pet peeve it's like I'm telling these telling like these participants that of how to do a psychic and they keep doing it the way they want to but let's face it they try to do a psychic on somebody like that and Watch, it's going to be, it's going to be one thing. Alright, so, yeah, so, enough with the sidekick, now, get on to this movie. Alright, so, in this movie, I noticed something, um, in, um, he actually watches his opponents, like, practice, or train, or practice, before the fight, you know, the first fight, he watches, um, this guy does so like, a. Think a, a round kick to the bag, and he watches him. And then, of course, before they get set, he um he pretty much sets him up. He sets the guy up, all right? And then, he, and all of a sudden, Michael just hits him with two kicks. Like I think he hit him with a spinning back kick, and hits him with a jump jump flying side kick, and knocks the guy out. Two kicks. That's all it took. So he really, from what I can see, he analyzed um, how he does a kick, and he pretty much set him for the trap. And that, That's really, you know, really, that's the thing. Not a lot of, you're not going to deal with a lot of trained fighters. You know, really, they just want to learn how to fight. They just don't want to learn how to analyze. So you got Michael J. White really analyzing his opponents. And, Setting him up for the the him up for the weak for pretty much he found out that um that round kick was a strong point but his, his weakness because he telegraphs so he found that out and then he defeated his opponent and the in the next fight he does he did the same thing happened. you know you got the one guy that's um practices punches and of course yeah here he is watching you'll see that and if all of a sudden that um he knocks him out with a hook. Straight up hook. One hook. Okay. And of course, um of course then the other um promoter decides to bring his other guys in oh. me. and he starts to fight him. Kinda turns it into a kata where you know you're fighting multiple multiple people. He because he hits the first person with his signature sidekick and the guy goes flying. And, of course, he to, um, the second guy, he uses some Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, techniques or uses jiu-jitsu into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, he takes him down, and then he um, puts him in the arm bar, breaks his arm. <laughs> All right, so that's, so, uh, yeah. like I said, this was an interesting movie. You know, that's probably like the one, two fight scenes that I like to watch. I think, um, who was in that movie? Somebody else was in that movie. Um, Bob's... I think it was... Well, what was his name? Um, I know he's in The Longest Yard. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, I think he was in that movie. Um, he got beat down by Michael J. White. Michael J. White. I keep saying J. White, but it's J. Michael J. White. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's definitely one good movie. And also, lastly... One movie I, that also spark, spikes my interest is uh, is Never Back Down Three. Of course, that's where he plays a former UFC champion, uh, Case Walker. And yet, um, other than trying to get himself back to the ring, he actually trains another fighter to prepare another championship fight. But yet, uh, you got the fighter that's not his mind is not on a fight. He's just just a goofy person, and you got Michael J. White. That goes in this um training gym in Thailand, yeah. I guess Bangkok. And uh, he was, um, I guess, instead of using the equipment that was used in there, I guess he decided to go out in a scrapyard and create his own his own equipment. I guess, well, I guess you know, he trains differently when he comes when it comes to martial arts training, and you know, despite training the person, the fighter that he was. That he's trying to train for the fight. He um, he uh, also trains some um, also young fighters. Yeah, he trains some couple young fighters that are trying to learn how to punch. And uh, oh yeah, a good one's a good scene I've seen that was in the, of course another fighter that was in the um, octagon. I guess he was being a cocky cocky sucker, and and of course he decided to pick Michael J White. And of course, before he, Michael J. White, before the, that fight with Michael J. White, uh, Michael J. White keeps saying that uh, you'll see him, him practicing kata. Right, so here, yeah, here he is. He's using this um holds this old no- Okinawan martial arts, and um, really putting it to putting it to play. So here he is. He's in the fight with this guy, with this cocky fighter. And he uses everything they did with the kata to, to to take him down. There's no really when it comes to traditional kata, you know you can use that to defend yourself. all right so if it, if it's done right, but yet it's a movie. so really all right so yet if you're well, let me put this in best perspectives. It may be a movie, but if you if it's done right. You can use a traditional kata to take somebody down. Yeah, that's a term that I used before. Um, I discussed before is bunkai. So definitely, that's what Michael J. Michael Jai White was doing with that fighter. He was applying bunkai to the fighter to take him down. I mean, yeah, that's yet to teach somebody a lesson. Never to really pick your pick your fights wisely. Hey. Right? All right, so, yeah, it definitely, it would go on to, uh, after the fighter got, um, injured, like, purposely, yeah, and Michael J, Michael J. White would definitely take over as, um, to compete for the champion, and he goes against Nathan Jones, of course, yeah, Nathan Jones, yeah, um, uh, also another actor, yeah, he does fighting, yeah, he was in WWE for a little bit, All right, so, that was definitely something well definitely one thing to do if you can't if a fighter can't control their anger yeah one thing they're out of control for one two you know they're wasting all their energy on their anger and then they get winded easily so that's pretty much what michael jay white did in the end of the movie he tried to piss try to at least take him off to get him to fight aggressively you know if you fight aggressively You can't control yourself. You can't control your breathing. You can't control like. You can't pretty much control. Can't control yourself, and that's how you get tired easily. So I found that out the hard way. You know, you know. I always want to do my best. Want to really display my power, not to hold back. And you know that's how I get tired. But yet, I could tell you my fourth degree test. Is no different, you know, you're giving everything that you got. You're giving all you got. I mean, it's the last physical test. And, you know, you have to really don't hold anything back. So, that's what I did, and, you know. And you know, I was just almost winded, really ready to pass out, to toss my grits. But, you know, it was a fight that I was willing to do. This is my last physical test that I had to do. So, really watching these movies with Michael Jai White, Really, kind of gives me an, an idea of how to really. Well, not to like, like better enhance my martial arts training, All right? So really, I had to thank uh, Michael J. White for that, and you know I gotta watch, still watch some of his YouTube videos. And yeah, speaking of YouTube videos, yeah, you'll catch him. I think his YouTube name was it's the real Michael J. White. He has his videos discussed. Discussing techniques and also his martial arts journey and like what, why one technique works, why one technique doesn't work. All right, so why one style doesn't work, why one other style doesn't work. All right, okay, so that concludes my episode of Michael J. White. You know, this is another addition to my uh, Black History Month um, discussion, of course, last, last, um, last episode, I talked about, um, Jim Kelly, not, not the quarterback, the martial artist, and his, um, martial arts journey, all right, so, let's, um, tune in for next week's, um, episode, where I talk about another, um, African American, all right, so, another African American that's, uh, a martial artist, and, um, and also tune in to my um, previous episodes on the um, at the of the Kickpod dojo at bicppradio.com apple podcast and spotify and i'll see you next time for another episode this is your sensei
1: day <laughs> oh hello mr. cashier hello mrs. card pusher hello how are you doing today let's see what the old wife put on the uh the shopping list today let's see what um, let's see number one we got a uh chris chris hamsworth oh that doesn't seem right i don't i don't think they, was, they sell those here uh must be some kind of mistake. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh, boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on
0: BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.